0: Hello and welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. Co-host is Justin Baker. Justin, how are you on this uh, fine January 2nd? Happy New Year.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. Happy New Year to you as well, Mark. I don't uh, even think I
0: said Happy New Year to you when we talked before we start hit the record button. No, so, you're right.
1: We we did not. That's. I, I apologize. Collectively
0: terrible people. Just <laughs> awful, awful friends to each other. Just how could we not? Oh, it is a happy new year. You're a, you're a dad. And yeah. uh, and this is your first full calendar year as a father.
1: First full ca- Wow. That's you're the first person to reference it that way. It's,
0: uh, I mean, you've been a dad it, for I like mean, what three weeks sense. now or two weeks.
1: Yeah. And so no, it's, I, a,
0: no, it's been longer than that. It's been on almost a month, right?
1: No, it's been longer than a month. Yeah. When, it was a month on December 30th. Um,
0: December 30th. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah but it, it was funny. I was, I was, um, at church this weekend playing drums and I had somebody, you know, of course this was my first time back in like three months since, oh, yeah. you know, the wife got pregnant and sure, stuff. Sure. So, um, I had a bunch of people ask me all the baby questions and then there, there were a couple guys our age that, um, you know, where fathers had a couple kids and one of them said to me, he's like, you know what, somebody told me this and kind of put it in, in retrospect and it, it might've even been you. I don't really kn- remember specifically who told it to me, but I heard it over the last weekend and uh, somebody had said that when you think about it, you only get 18 summers with your kids, mm. really.
0: Yep, yep. I'm
1: like, oh, oh, that's depressing. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's kind of cool to think about, though.
0: Yep. Yeah, well, it helps you to not waste them, right? Exactly. Which which means only 18, like, and, and 18 is a stretch because, I mean, how many times does, like, a... You know, you're 16 years old. If your kid plays a sport, they might be gone for like half the summer at camps and stuff. You know, like there's there's all once a kid hits 16 and they can drive, see you later. They're gonna spend the summer at their friend's house. Let's be honest. Unless you unless you're the cool house, are you gonna be the cool house?
1: Uh, hell no. No, I want to pay for all those kids and oh yeah, no, and all the food and stuff. that's gonna cost me. I remember,
0: (laughs) I remember my buddy's dad. He would have these like. Not bangers from like a like nothing too crazy was happening but they would invite everyone and it was just a great time he would bar like grill out and I remember being like his name is Mark I was like mark how much money do you spend on these things and he's like oh 500 <laughs> bucks easily on all the food I'm like Bro. dude I mean this guy was he he was he was rolling he, he was doing well for himself but still yeah that's a lot of money to spend on your kids friends but I guess they were like well at least everybody's here we know what they're doing uh, so there is that advantage. My hope is just—I'm yep. out in the middle of nowhere, so I'm hoping that the guns and the explosives are enough to just draw the kids in and, and get them here, and you know, then they'll just be here. And if they're, you know,
1: using the guns and explosives, yeah, as
0: long as you can, you can, you can. Uh, yeah, don't get drunk while you're using the guns or explosives. But. <laughs>
1: This is going. <laughs> let's bad.
0: not. Let's not. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's end that um, <laughs> on today's show. Uh, we are going to look back to twenty twenty three and look back at the uh, the year that was for the NHL. Uh, plenty happened, and we want to give you our personal top ten memories from twenty twenty three. So uh, I, I say we just jump right in. Uh, I will say my order. It was it was hard for me to go like. Do I make my order more? Weighted towards what is personally exciting or what was more, I guess, like a general, this awesome thing happened, or like this team broke this record, or, or this player did this crazy thing. Um, I tended to lean towards the non personal things in terms of the weight. And that's how I did it. How did you okay. do it?
1: Yeah, so I kind of did a combination of both. Um, I I guess I leaned a little heavier towards the impact it had on the NHL versus the impact it had on yes. me. But yeah,
0: that, that's uh, how I did it too. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go with your number ten.
1: All right. Actually, you know what? I I did a just missed for you.
0: Oh, okay. Just because just we missed. haven't done
1: a top ten for just so missed. long. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my my just miss is Eric Carlson getting traded to the Pens.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I have Eric Carlson appearing on my list somewhere. Okay. Um, I am going to... Okay. uh, Yeah, I've got a just missed as well. Uh, My just missed is the Columbus Blue Jackets blowing a five-goal lead in the third period only to win in overtime, which happened against Toronto on December 14th, so they really waited until... Um, the the real late ends of 2023 to hop on the just miss list, but um, only team in history to blow a five goal lead and still win. So that happened. That's a good one. That happened to the Leafs. Of course it did. Of course it did. <laughs> that I this is this is this is a side note, but I'm a Leafs fan. I'm and I'm a Lions fan, and I feel like between the two teams, I live in a world of of course it happened to them. That's like, I live that like the Lions, the whole like two point conversion thing against the Cowboys. Of course, that happened to them. Of course, the what was it, the uh, completing the process with Calvin Johnson?
1: Calvin Johnson against the Bears. Yeah. Of course,
0: that happened to the Lions. And then they changed the rule like two days later. (laughs) Yep. Of course, that happened to them. It just, I'm between those two teams. Of course, it happened to them. That's just maybe that's just the general life of a sports fan, but I don't think that it is. Like I don't think Patriots fans are like, of course that happened to us. No, they're not. Yankees fans, they're not saying that. Anybody that's one like Red Wings fans can't say that. I've never heard a Red Wings fan say, "Of course that happened to us. They're out to get us." No, they never, no Red Wings fans don't talk like that. It's Leafs fans and it's Lions fans.
1: I'll agree with you on that one though. I as a Red, as a diehard Wings fan for so long. I. I can't really say that there's too many of those moments where you're like, oh, of course, that just because there's out, nothing right? to complain about. Right. Well, I mean, there's that part too. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So there's your just missed. Uh, let's let's dive into the list now.
1: All right. Number ten.
0: Number ten. Go for it.
1: So I've got the Florida Panthers coming back, being down three games to one to the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup playoffs.
0: Okay, I love it. That's much higher on my list, by the way. But I love right. it. I love it. I
1: I love that you have that higher on your list, to be quite honest. I I wanted to put it higher on my list, but really, I I thought the things above it were a little bit more important to the NHL as a whole
0: or had a bigger impact. Okay. Um, Okay. I mean, I will say this that the the Panthers, that win catapulted them to the Stanley Cup finals. Now, I mean, they had to win two other rounds, but it certainly got them off to the right foot.
1: Yeah, you put that momentum swing in their place, right now. Had they had they been down three games to zero and came back like we we saw with you know uh-huh. uh, LA do on their run to a Stanley Cup final before or anything like yeah. that, yeah, then I would have probably put this you know in the top three um, of this list. But because they were you know only down three to one, just kind of a little little asterisk to it, I guess.
0: <laughs> but to the to the now, I say this with uh, with a little bit of uh, an asterisk, but. Uh, the greatest regular season team of all time, in terms of wins, right? Like
1: very true, and points.
0: Does it doesn't mean that other regular season teams weren't better, but in terms of pure record, this is the best regular season team of all time, and they blew a, a two goal lead or a two game lead in the, the first round to a team that barely made the playoffs they basically had no business making the playoffs because the Pittsburgh Penguins couldn't beat the Chicago Blackhawks Chicago. and this is the Chicago Blackhawks last year at the end of the year where they traded anybody that they could and they had a couple guys hurt like <laughs> this was not a good yeah. team and Pittsburgh couldn't find a way to beat them uh, Panthers shouldn't have been there but they they were so I, I, anyways I'll, I'll tell you why I have them higher up my list later when I when we get to them um, speaking of the Chicago Blackhawks, they are a part of my number ten. As my number ten is Connor Bedard going to the Chicago Blackhawks. It is the only thing on my list where somebody didn't actually do something <laughs> to get what they had. Like I guess the Blackhawks had to finish la- like relatively close to the bottom of the league, but they didn't. Like nobody did anything. Uh, it's the only one where it's just kind of a very passive. Thing. Uh, it just happened to the Blackhawks as opposed to the Blackhawks actually doing something. Uh, but I love that he went to the Blackhawks instead of Anaheim or Columbus. No offense to those places, but the original six, a big city like Chicago, that's where we need the best players in the league. We need them in Toronto like Austin Matthews. We don't need Connor McDavid in Edmonton. No offense. I, that's just, Connor McDavid, if he was playing in L.A. or New York or Boston some other big hockey market his exposure would be insane. Now, Edmonton is an insane hockey city. It's amazing for it. I like I have no doubt, you know, they have great fans. Their fans care and their fans care probably more than like in Boston there's a there's the Celtics and there's the Patriots and there's the Red Sox. So, maybe the Bruins are like somewhere in the middle there depending on how good they are but the exposure would still be more if he was playing in one of those big cities and or like montreal or toronto you know something like that so i, I think it's good to have the best players in the world playing in the biggest cities in the league so number 10 yeah conor Connor bedard
1: no i agree with you and that's why actually this is my number nine.
0: nine oh there we go <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I 100% agree when when it comes to uh, the market, right? The market share. You want these superstars where the people can see them because uh, let's face it, I mean, don't get me wrong. You mentioned Edmonton being a great hockey city. Uh, I agree with you. However, I'm not staying up till 10.30 most days to watch a guy like McDavid alone, right? Just to stay up that late.
0: Well, Um, and and you consider that they're also... That means that he's playing the Pacific Division more like he's playing in the Pacific time zone, even though they're in uh, the mountain time zone, they play a lot of Pacific time zone teams as well. So you're yeah. talking like, yeah, maybe I can grab the first period, maybe the second, but I can't stay up till like, like one o'clock watching hockey all the time. Uh, and, and I, I know like the regular person is like, I'm not starting a game at 11 but like or 10, you know, that's just, it's too late. And I I just think it would it would be better served him being somewhere else. But hey, it's not I'm not wishing that he goes somewhere else because this is just the fate that has happened. I think he'll I think he's just like too loyal. He's he reminds me a lot of like Connor Bedard and McDavid remind me of each other. They just seem like they're insanely loyal people. And that as long as you treat them well, they're going to just stick around and see what they can do. I don't know that Connor McDavid is ever going to leave Edmonton, but um, hopefully he leaves and goes to Toronto. But that's Toronto. But I. it's just hard. to. It's hard to see. And that's kind of the same as Bedard. You kind of look at him and you go. I mean, the guy wouldn't even let himself be traded in the WHL when he was on a team that clearly was not going to win. Or go to the Memorial Cup and he wanted to stick around and, and be loyal to the team that he was on. And that's that's all well and good, but I, I think it's great that he's in Chicago and not somewhere. Not Anaheim. Like it would have been yeah. sad if he was in Anaheim. I'm sorry. It would just it would have sucked.
1: No, I, I agree with you. And and a lot of people came out and said that, oh, the NHL is rigged, you know, like Chicago had no that's business fine. winning the Right. Well here's <laughs> the thing about that, right? It, no, it's I not
0: fine. Back, I'm just kidding. It's not well, fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I look back at, at the Austin Matthews draft, and, and Arizona, man, they could have easily won. You could have, you know, if, if it was rigged, they would have rigged it for Arizona to win that that number one pick. Because, I mean, didn't what better storyline did to have? Did yeah, the league own home? Arizona
0: at that time? No, they I don't think did. They, did they? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, but even if they didn't, and I'm, I'm, I'm wrong about that, the NHL has been pushing for Arizona to succeed for so long that they – they will literally do whatever it takes to make that a hockey market, right. and for that team to be successful, and they could would have just break it. it right there.
0: That would have been it. Um, yep. I by the way, I found an old video. I don't know why. I was just scrolling through like really, really old videos that I had cleaning up my photos, and I found some videos of me watching the lottery in 2016, and the <laughs> Leafs getting <laughs> Austin Matthews, and me screaming like a little girl running around my house. I'll, i love it. I will. I'll post it. I'll post it's gotta it. It's got to go up. It's got to be our first Instagram post in like three years. So that'll be it right there. Um, That's a beaut. I'll go post it. Um, my number nine is, uh, Kale McCarr. He has the highest points per game in a calendar year in NHL history. Isn't that crazy? Wow. He for has, a defenseman
1: or for just a skater
0: for a defenseman. Yeah. Not for, okay. A for defense. Um, Yes, uh, 1.28 points per game. That's 73 points in 57 games in the 2023 calendar year. Uh, The next highest is Phil Housley at 1.19, Brian Leach 1.18, and Ray Bork at 1.15. So pretty crazy. I mean, to be in that company is next level. Like literally all Hall of Famers (laughs) are right there. I just dropped the giant thing of Clorox wipes off my table. So if you wondered what just crashed or burned, that was that what that was. Um, yeah, just a crazy little stat. And uh, to be able to do that, not in the eighties is, or I guess the top two were 92 and 93 when those happened. So when, when That's everyone wild. was, when everyone got a hundred points basically is when the last time <laughs> it happened. Uh, let's go. your number eight.
1: All right. Number eight. I kind of have, um, The Ottawa Senators as a whole for me in 2023 was just such a, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a fire sale. Uh, They literally sold the team, fired their coach. They've started the season with just a terrible start with high expectations or higher expectations. Um, It's just been a storyline that just seems to get crazier and crazier as the year went on. And, um, you know, obviously we, I mean, now we've got a new bench boss back there. We've got Jacques Martin, who I didn't remember. I mean, I knew he had coached with uh he, Ottawa before. He was their coach, yeah. Yeah, but I forgot that he had actually won a Jack Adams in 98 99. So, yes, um, un, under this team. So, maybe he brings a little bit of that defensive magic back. Yeah. Um, who was
0: who was the goalie then for the Ottawa Senators? Oh man, I'm trying to I I can picture it was a French guy. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up because I mean, Ottawa was at, at that time, Ottawa was really good. I mean that's like the Yashin, Alfredson kind of combo. They, I believe, still had Zidona Chara and Wade Redden at that point. They had a really good defensive team, but they had some high-powered offense as well. Uh, I really want to figure out who they, who was, who their goaltender was. You said that was ninety-eight, ninety-nine, Ottawa yeah. Senators. So I'm going to look that up. But uh, well,
1: good. And, and what's even a great, a better about this whole, um, you know, drama saga, whatever you want to call it, with their coaching, is not only do you get Jacques Martin back, but you have Daniel Alpherson coming back as an assistant, who you know previously departed and went to the Red Wings his last year, and you kind of, you kind of heard these rumors about a sour relationship, and so now you have new ownership in there, and hopefully now things are things are a little bit better, right? There, the relationship has been rebuilt because he's a guy you want back there with that team. Um, you know whether whatever kind of role he has in that organization he just has to be a part of it I feel like Um, similar to Steve Iserman in Detroit and Joe Sackick in Colorado right they're just legends and so for this team it's just it's so serendipitous to have Danny Albers.
0: What a word I love it Uh, serendipitous by the way Ron Tugna and Damian Rhodes shared Mm. the net almost a perfect 50-50 split uh, 44 Basically, they both played. uh, One Rhodes played in. It doesn't tell me how many games they started. Um, Forty-five and forty-three games. They what they got into. So uh, basically, they're in the same amount of games, and both of them have won twenty-two games. So they uh, and Ron Tugnett had a one point seven nine goals against that year. Unreal.
1: There's that defense,
0: baby. Yep, yep. That was the uh, they had Chris Chris Phillips. Was on that team. He was a twenty-year-old defenseman, Chris Phillips, that year. I think that was his rookie season, uh, and he. I think he's the longest tenured Ottawa senator of all time. I think he was there even longer than Alfredson in terms might of be right. uh, in terms of time played. Um, that team. So had, here's a wild. Oh, go no, ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say that team had Wade Redden, Daniel Alfredson, Vinny Prospel uh, Magnus Arvidson, Sean McKeckern, and Alexi Ashen. Yashin had 94 points in 82 games, and that's in, like, the heart of the trap. He scored 44 goals. Unreal. The next highest scorer was 56 points.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just looking at. I'm like, that's just insane how – that's like Taylor Hall, New Jersey-type numbers. I mean, it's as far as, like, how much better you are than the rest of the yeah. team. Yeah,
0: what was going on with Daniel Alfredson that year? 33 points in 58 games.
1: I think everybody kind of struggled. I mean, they even had... I forget. Here's a name that they even had Marion Hosa on the team. I mean, yeah. my goodness. Yeah,
0: Marion Hosa. You they know what? Some,
1: they had some names.
0: That year... I, that was his rookie season, by the way, Marion Hosa. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember what year. I think it was 2002 was when uh, Marion d- uh ended... Basically, basically ended Brian Brard's career with that high stick. <laughs> Split him open on the ice and... Uh, of course, it happens to the Leafs. Why wouldn't it? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, the yeah, Ottawa and they got swept. Yes, yes, and then the Leafs swept. Yeah. Um, the Ottawa Senators. That is a good. I, I like that pick. That's that's a good, a good spot on the list. Uh, they have been an entertaining team to watch, from a off the ice standpoint. On the ice, eh, something to be desired, I suppose. But um, my number eight is some pretty big. Milestones hit by the the game's bet, two best players over the last twenty years. That is Crosby and Ovechkin both hitting fifteen hundred points, and Ovechkin hitting that eight hundred goal mark. Um, something we've only seen what three three times in league history. So uh, you are right. So pretty crazy. I mean, fifteen hundred points is just unbelievable. Crosby. My guess. I, I my guess is that both, maybe not both. Do you think Crosby could get to 2000 points? I think he's got another 500 points and I'm probably not. That would be a lot of points. Over the, like he's already 36. That'd be a lot of points. But anyways, 1500 still crazy. Um and and the fact that he basically had what like you're talking lockout year he couldn't play and you've got well I guess I guess he wasn't he was drafted the year after. Uh, but there was another lockout <laughs> where he, the season's cut in half. He basically dies for a little while, 18 months. He like can't play and still had end up having the career that he had pretty unbelievable. Um, but yes. So those big milestones are my number eight. Where are I we going it. for number seven?
1: Number seven. I've got the Seattle Kraken beating the Colorado avalanche mm. and almost beating uh, Dallas too. But yeah. For me, it was just, it was very impressive to see the, the, the cracking come in here. You know, they've, they've been an expansion team only for a couple of years. They haven't had a lot of success. Um, and they just, for whatever reason, just broke out last year, a team of misfits. And I know we talk about Vegas, right. But they did it differently as far as expansion is concerned than Vegas did it. Uh, they weren't able to leverage a lot of like, you know, talent as far as getting picks and talent. So like Vegas did. So they had to do it a little bit differently, and they had to do it on the back of just, in my opinion, poor goaltending. Um, <laughs> trying to bring in Philip Grubauer and Chris Dreger and Martin Jones, I mean, looked all right, but yeah, they they managed to do it by scoring. I think they were fourth in the league last yeah. year in scoring. And
0: where and did boy, it all they, go?
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. They're starting <laughs> to get their mojo back a little bit. I mean, yesterday against Vegas, that outdoor game was pretty nice. But yes, um, first you know, shutout ever court,
0: in. Uh, in- uh, Winter Classic history, Joey yeah. Decourt.
1: But uh, you know, what, still again, three, Colorado. four, and
0: three in their last ten. So <laughs> <Nothing. Yeah. laughs> They are not going anywhere quickly.
1: Oh, well, Seattle, they've won five in a row.
0: Oh, yep, yep. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you know,
1: you know, regardless, beating the the top seed Colorado Avalanche, I mean, that was just impressive. And to do it, I mean, you know, again, it 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 took seven games, and they had to go seven against Dallas, but. Um, you know what? Hey, it signaled that you know what you can have an expansion team and you can have success pretty quick.
0: You know what's really funny? I literally ref- i refreshed my standings because I was like, I'm not going to do this again. Sometimes you know, like you're just not thinking. You're just looking at the standings and you go, Oh, I had this page open two weeks ago, <laughs> and and I haven't I haven't refreshed it. Um, I did refresh it, but it still refreshed the page from December, like the last time we recorded a show. <laughs>
1: Interesting.
0: So weird. Because I, I kept hitting refresh and was like, it's not changing. What's he talking about? Five wins in a row. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, okay. Yeah, they've won five games in a row, which is the exact reason why the Edmonton Oilers are still lower than them in the standings. Although Oilers <laughs> have plenty of games in hand, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, anyways, yes, Seattle Kraken. I don't have them on my list. I thought about it. Just, I, I'll be I'm, I, I, I love it. I love when teams that haven't been there get there. Uh, but I guess I'm still, you know, they're they're still new to me. I'm I'm I'm. It's cool that it happened. I've got some. I've got some other. Uh, maybe maybe some of my personal things snuck onto the list over that one. We'll say that.
1: Yeah, that's okay. I didn't have Crosby and Ovechkin on here, and I probably should have.
0: You definitely should have. No, (laughs) Um, my number seven. And here's why things like that didn't make my list because of this number seven. Um, This is just this this just happened. uh, Actually, what, two weeks ago, less than two weeks ago, December 23rd, uh, right before the break uh, for Christmas this year, the Dallas Scars. I don't think we talked about this on, on the last episode, but the Stars were down 2-1 to the Nashville Predators. They scored two goals in the final 15 seconds of the game and win 3-2. And they are the first team in the history of the NHL to be losing with 15 seconds to go to win in regulation. That is unbelievable. That's Pretty a nice crazy. staff. Like, that's, that's not just like, okay, yeah, There's this is a season mark, which is, re- which is really cool. You know, like, obviously, we're going to get to uh, the some big regular season records set this last season got That's got to be on the list, but, uh, that is a season, you know, there's only, there's still lots of seasons played, but there's, there's only like, there's a hundred seasons. Right. And so there's only so many opportunities to do this. But as far as just individual games go, when something crazy happens in an individual game and you're like, there's a thousand, like what, 1500, something, 1200 games a year. Multiply that out by however many, like there's thousands and thousands of games. And so for that to never happen is, uh, is pretty cool that it just happened a couple, couple days ago. So anyways, that's my number seven. Yeah, that's a nice one. I like it. And I'll tell you, my number six is a very personal one for me that the Leafs finally won a goddamn series. No, I'm just (laughs) going to leave that on the table. That's my number six. I tried to put it higher, but I felt like I was, I was being, uh, selfish. Well, it does have a big league impact. Like the Le- the Leafs winning a series was like a I feel like almost a cloud hanging over definitely the organization, but then there's also this weird, you know, it's it's like the Cincinnati Bengals when they went to the Super Bowl a few years ago and it was like the Bengals are finally here, thank God and it was it was almost it was like a good thing for the league that one of the teams that had been historically freaking terrible made it to the Super Bowl. And it was a huge deal. And it and it sort of shows like, hey, that like anything can happen in this league. And sadly, I guess that's where the Leafs are. Anything can happen. Even the Leafs can win a series. So that's uh, I, I think from a league standpoint, though, it's a, it's a huge thing to get Toronto winning a series. <laughs> You need Austin Matthews to go deep into the playoffs, just like you need Connor McDavid to go deep in the playoffs, and like we'll need Con- uh, Connor Bedard to go deep. And you want to see your best players in the league go deep in the playoffs. It's important, and and uh, I, I, so I think that it was it's a bigger deal than just like at hey, least won a series because there's so many storylines wrapped into it.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. That's why they're actually number five on my list. Well, they're look, a little higher that. than you? So look at
0: that. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, what's your? Did, did you give me your number? You did give your number six. No, you didn't. No, not my number didn't. six. No. Well, then give your number six. Damn it!
1: All right, number six is Mike Babcock getting well <laughs> stepping away from his position at in Columbus, man. Yes. At, uh,
0: yes. Oh, Lord. I've tried to block that from my memory.
1: <laughs> I mean, we may never really know uh, what really went down with this situation, similar to like Corey Perry's situation, you know, exiting Chicago. But, Challenge accepted. Uh, but the bottom line is is for a guy who you know again we all love those i mean i i would assume that most people love to see second chances they love that that storyline that typically comes with it when guys get a second chance they succeed or they you know they can uh, you know reinvent themselves or for him you know maybe um you know just get his shit together (laughs) but you know babcock comes in he gets a, a perfect opportunity probably sooner than he should have Uh, gets a team where in my opinion they they have enough talent for him to be successful and not have to be like you know bottom feeding team in the league like you know I mean I hate to say Chicago right where you know maybe you've got you know Connor Bedard and that's about it there but uh, they had they had some talent there in Columbus so you thought okay cool Babcock comes in works his veteran magic they they could be a a, this could be a good storyline for the NHL this season and then before the season even starts You get the shit with the phone where he's, you know, I'm like, come on, bro. He goes
0: all Herbert the pervert on his players (laughs) and go, hey, can I see your phone there for a minute? (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's how it went down. What the fuck? (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So for me, that. that How do we move on from this? Uh, and so at number five, I've got Toronto. Um, Perfect. <laughs> just a little bit more important, in my opinion. Babcock's than, uh, than old the team. Babcock. Yeah. He's, a, he raised team.
0: them. You know, he raised them up.
1: I mean, hey, Ma- let's let's just be Matthews honest. Matthews and think,
0: Mariner play defense because of Babcock.
1: Not oh, of God, yes. Um, let's, I mean, to be honest, the league is much better when the original six teams are doing well. And, you know, unfortunately, Toronto is probably, well, they are. I shouldn't say probably. Uh, they're... They've had the longest drought from winning a Stanley Cup out of all the original six teams, yep. and uh, I want to see that end. Hopefully, not against you know having to go through the Red Wings at any point. But um, yeah, let's let's give it to them now before the Red Wings get good here in the next I, year. Or I two. was gu-
0: I was gonna say you know it doesn't look like that's that's in danger too much right now. Uh, not this year. <laughs> I, I know I know the Wings are they're they've been struggling you know three and seven in their last ten. Uh, they certainly could. You know, it's a bad stretch. Every team goes through them. And if they get on a good stretch, they certainly could claw their way back. And they're only three points out and they've got games in hand. But uh, you look at other teams with even more games in hand that are right there. You got to think that Iserman's going, this is fine. Like, this is what we, we did not expect to be in the playoffs. We expected to be right there, knocking on the door. We go on a nice run. We're going to, it's going to look real good. They can still trade some assets. They can still make a push. They could still get lucky and get in. You know, things could go really well and really right for them, and they could still get in and not have to give up any assets. But I think that next year is you're like, all right, we gotta we gotta get in. Next year's oh, year absolutely. we gotta get it. Next year's your like the Ottawa Senators and the Buffalo Sabers are having that year right now, and it's going really really bad. Uh, but hopefully for Detroit, it goes better than. Than how it is for the Sabers and for the Senators, <laughs> um, but that's the that's the year both those teams are having, and Detroit will come next year. Uh, my number one, well, well, my number five uh, is uh, hey Golden Knights win their first Stanley Cup in history, and they do it in just seven years. Pretty darn good. Um, yeah, I mean how. How can the Stanley Cup winning team has to be on the list of best things that happen, uh, especially when it's a team that's never won it before. So congratulations to the Golden Knights again. And uh, yeah, they're I think they'll be they'll be right there knocking on the door again this year. Absolutely. What is your number five?
1: Well, I told you my number five. was Toronto. Okay,
0: Yeah. But my
1: number four. Uh, is Alex DeBrincki getting traded to Detroit.
0: Okay, that's a great one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a little personal, but I think also because you see him sign uh, and then kind of, I guess you can call it um, secondary or 4A or 4B, whatever you want to call it, uh, is Patty Kane coming to Detroit because now it kind of signals that, you know what, Detroit's not a bottom-feeding team anymore. People don't really view it that way. Uh, they can contend right so not necessarily do i think they're going to make the playoffs this year but they're going to contend they're going to be on that bubble so hey, Detroit's uh, getting back. guys like
0: Detroit's yeah, bank that really is yeah, what, getting yeah. guys
1: like Debrinket and Kane to come to Detroit just really signal to to the you know the rest of the league that hey you know what Detroit isn't isn't a, a garbage town anymore for for hockey like they have been the last you know 6 7 years so um, you know maybe that might help attract some more talent this off season or maybe at the deadline uh, I don't know, but um, hopefully it just signals a, a a turn of turn of things, kind of like Detroit or like Toronto winning, you know, making it to the second round. Hopefully that's a a sign of good things to come.
0: Yes, yes, lots of good things happening in Detroit. Red Wings are are pushing. The Lions are a playoff team, win their division for the first time ever, and the Detroit Pistons snap their twenty eight game losing streak.
1: <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to <laughs> oh god what garbage do it uh,
0: yeah yeah they beat the Toronto I, saw, Raptors, I think
1: yeah I saw a um I, I saw like a little gift or tweet whatever you want to call it meme but basically like the lion's success is at the hands of the Pistons failure <laughs>
0: basically that's fine with me
1: it's like the voodoo gods or whatever that you know? is <laughs> that
0: is very fine with me I'm okay with that Absolutely. couldn't care less about the NBA um yeah, uh I like I like I I like yeah, Detroit's back. And it's it's a good thing as much like it's funny because I used to you know, I always hated the Red Wings. Like I just grew up hating them. My dad told me to hate them and I did and like I just I was a Leafs fan in in foreign territory and uh I I started to be like, I mean, why do I hate them? Like what's the point? They're bad. <laughs> and and I you know, like I'm I'm kind of I guess I guess you could say I'm kind of over it. Like I'm just like I mean, I can still I could still cheer for the Leafs and the Red, like hope that the Red Wings are decent, and like I could go to a Wings game and cheer for the Wings, and it, if they're not playing the Leafs, it's fine. Uh, I'm not so dead set against cheering, you know, them doing well. I don't really care, uh, but if they if they play the Leafs in the playoffs, then my hatred will come right back. I'll have no problem <laughs> flipping a switch and uh, and becoming hateful again. But as long as they're not disturbing me and my fandom, then I'm happy to see them doing well because it's all, I mean, Detroit is just more fun when the Red Wings are good and people care about hockey. It's just a more fun place to live. Um, okay, let's go. Uh, my number four, uh, we already talked about it. Panthers come back against the Bruins in round one down 3-1 and end up storming all the way to the Stanley Cup finals and almost winning. They came pretty darn close. They did pretty well. If they, I think if they hadn't had everybody hurt, I think they stood a, a shot, but everybody got hurt, and so what are you going to do? Um, they they used up all their all their their power ups before they made it to the finals. Is basically what happened. So, uh, but we don't have to spend too much time on that. But I think I think the importance of what happened and, and the fact that the it had been so long since the Panthers made any kind of real run in the playoffs. I I think that it was it was uh, very important for the sport. Number three.
1: All right. Uh, I've got the Bruins setting the win record and the point record. Uh, for an NHL season single season
0: okay yeah that's my number one
1: okay yeah
0: that's a good number one oh, We, can, I mean we can get into it You're like what's I, I guess we'll get into let, let's get into that when we get to my number one so that we can then compare our one two threes since we're kind of Perfect. in that top three uh, so you've got that at your three my my three is Eric Carlson hitting 100 points as a defenseman. Ooh. Uh oldest defenseman ever to hit 100 points. First time in 30 years for a defenseman to hit 100 points. Just an unreal season and don't it doesn't matter how his season has been going in in Pittsburgh. Uh it's it's been tough, but I think that aside, it's a 100 point season. And it's unreal like well, I was 7 years old the last time it happened. So for for that to come full circle is is pretty amazing and Who knows? It might like, it might happen. Like two guys might have a hundred points this year, (laughs) two more, but, and, and maybe it becomes a little bit less, less of a thing, but I feel like as this, not as intense, but you know, people often talk about how Bobby Orr changed the defensive position. I will say that in this era, if there's anybody that helped to inspire a different way of defending and defending with like pure offensive ability, it was Eric Carlson. Like, I think we, we have Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes at, because of Eric Carlson, because of what he did when he was in Ottawa and, and like the way that he played and the, the, that, like other teams looking for a defenseman like that. Uh, I, I think that he changed the defensive position again. Maybe not to the extent that Bobby Orr did, but. I think that he changed the way that teams look at the defensive position. And his 100-point season is just a total cap-off to really an amazing career that un- was unfortunately hampered by some injuries and bad teams. But uh, 100 points is 100 points.
1: Well, let me ask you this. So the most points in a season by a defenseman is Bobby Orr with 139. Yep. Will that ever be broken?
0: Oh, 139 I think if the league keeps on moving to what I would call like the NBA model of scoring where you're just like I, I, like when we were kids, 90s, 2000s, when the Pistons were winning, won the championship, especially in 2004, when there were like legit playoff games where they won games scoring 70 points like somewhere in there, 75, maybe 80 points. And it was like a college basketball score. Now there's no way in hell you win unless you score over 100 points. Like (laughs) there are just 120, 140. Like the points are just insane because you can't play defense. And I can see the NHL going down that route of like, let's, I mean, they want to increase goal scoring. I don't know if they can, you know, if goal scoring goes up that crazy but i can see a world where you know goal scoring continues to increase and increase and you know that's that's probably the only way a defenseman is getting that many points because there's just too many good players um based on the way you can play right now i don't think a defenseman can can get that many points in a in a season i think they just get destroyed too quick (laughs) but I mean, hey, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be like a Kale McCarr or Quinn Hughes kind of guy. It, here's here's a question for you. You know, we always we always have the uh, you know you've got Connor Bedard and Connor McDavid and all all these unbelievable forwards that tend to get and centers that tend to be that first overall pick. They're they're highly touted for years and years and years. When do we get the best player in the league? The Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby of the league is actually a defenseman. When does that happen? Because it hasn't Ooh. happened since Bobby Orr.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it could happen. It's I been think fifty in the next, years. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I could see it in the next five to ten years, though, because um, honestly, like you mentioned, right, the the league is becoming more offensive driven, and I think um, what we're going to end up having is. I think the league is going to end up going to expansion and we're going to get to 34 teams here pretty soon. Um, And and as you kind of expand a little bit more, right, there's more jobs available. You're going to have talent spread out a little bit more. So I think there's going to be opportunities for teams maybe where
0: the high end players really get, get opportunities against bad players.
1: (laughs) Well, that's the thing, right? Yeah. You're going to see. And then I also think too, there's going to be teams like for example, Eric Carlson, right, is a prime example of this, where he thrived being the only good defenseman on his team, right? Um, And he was just allowed to go play offense and didn't have to worry about defense. Especially once he had
0: like 70 points and there were 30 games left, it was like, just go.
1: Right. (laughs) Let's see what happens. So I think that's probably what's going to end up happening is you're going to see a league where you're going to have some some teams at the bottom that are are really, really bad or teams that are going to tank on purpose and then – you're going to have guys on other teams that are just going to thrive on those opportunities because they're in a division. They got to play these teams a lot. Um, and so you might have a team where really their only good player is a defenseman. And they're just going to tell this guy like, Hey, just go out there and like Roman Yossi, right. In in Nashville for a while, he was the only offense they had with him and Philip Forsberg. So uh kind of similar situation where I think you're just going to have a guy just have to go ham on defense just to get points for the team.
0: Yeah. yeah. And Roman Yossi, I think had a 90 point season, didn't he?
1: Ninety
0: six, yeah. Ninety six, yeah. So he was pretty darn close, and hey, ninety six—that's nothing to nothing to scrub your nose at. Um, all right, so I've got Carlson at uh, three. What was your two?
1: My two was Vegas winning the cup.
0: Okay. All right. All right. So we got Vegas way up there. I I want yeah. to he, I want to hear why, but I want to hear what your um, I want to talk through our top three, and then we'll just kind of compare why we had um, guys where we have. Them. I have McDavid being the first player since Gretzky to lead the league in scoring three years in a row. Three years in a row. I love it. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that is a very significant, you know, hey, Wayne Gretzky has this record and, or is the last guy to do it and you just did it. Um, And that's a, that's a, it takes a lot of consistency to lead the league three years in a row. Um, And I mean, you got to stay healthy. And unfortunately, McDavid has not been the healthiest this year. So he's still in the top five of scoring though. (laughs) But he has not been super healthy. And uh, I mean, I, I still think, I look I think he's 13 points back right now. And like he could he could catch the guy in like four games. Four games he could be ahead. But uh anyways, crazy crazy uh, ability to be consistent over over those 3 years to lead the league in scoring. Especially like when Gretzky led the league in scoring, it was like I mean there were some great players, but Gretzky was just like scores above better than anyone else maybe there was a couple other guys, but th- those guys were still kind of coming into their, into their own, you know, once like you got later, you have Lemieux, you've got Eiserman a little later, but when Gretzky did it, uh, and it was just like the league was not as deep. There are so many freaking good players in the NHL. So to do that three years in a row is in my mind is it might even be more impressive than Gretzky. Now Gretzky did it like eight years in a row or like six years in a row or something. Um, I don't think that'll get touched. Um, but no, no, but to do it now is, is a, a monumental, uh, task. And then I, like I no, said, I, got, I agree with you And number one, I have the Bruins with 64 wins and what, 129 points or something like that. I didn't put the points, yeah, but 135, 135, there you go. Uh, and what was your, uh, wait, did you say your number one?
1: I did not. You no, did not. it is. Tell us Connor your number McDavid, one. Yeah. Connor McDavid having the 15th best ever NHL season for a player, uh, joins the 150-point club. Um, really, he's the only guy not named Wayne, Mario, or Steve Eiserman to get 100 and, yeah. you know, to to do any better. So, um, to me, I, I agree with you. It kind of ran There we go. Same thing.
0: Same, basically the same thing, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Although, the
1: season he had was unreal. Yes. And especially in this era where, I mean, again, we're, we're pushing for scoring, but there's so much more talent. And you look at, it, like, for example, um, you know, I know I know Wayne Gretzky had, you know, uh, Mark Messier and he had a, a boatload of other players, but McDavid was doing this primarily with, you know, Leon Dreisaitl, but a lot of times they were split up. So he's doing this without really that just otherworldly talent like where Wayne had, you know, again, Yari Curry and, and, and Paul Coffey back there. So he had a lot of talent to work with. And, yeah. you know,
0: again, we're, we're not, we're not going to go and, and probably ping anyone else in the Edmonton Oilers as future Hall of Famers other than Dreisaitl. Whereas right, exactly. that Edmonton team had, what, like seven Hall of Famers? <laughs> now, they won a whole <laughs> bunch of cups. So, of course, those guys get more recognition because they also won cups. But that's, uh, that's that's neither here nor there. But you're right. He, yeah, he doesn't have the same supporting cast.
1: Right. And Mark Messier did it without Gretzky. So, obviously, he was talented enough to do it on his own, right? So um, Whereas I don't know if Leon Dreisaitl could win a cup in Edmonton without McDavid there. So
0: Well, um, McDavid can't win a cup with McDavid there, so... No, that's very true. <laughs> yeah, that's...
1: but again, the significance of his season last year was just unreal. Um, you know, this basically the salary cap era that we have going on. The next best, you know, point totals were Drysidle with 128 last season, and and Kucherov a few years prior. So, um, really, to to outpace it by even 25 points is is far more impressive to me. Uh, which is why I, I have him at number one.
0: I love it. All right, uh, so I've got Carlson, McDavid and Bruins record as my well, sorry, Bruins, McDavid, Carlson as my top three, your top three, McDavid, uh, Bruins, Vegas and, and Bruins and, and Vegas. Uh, what, what do you, cause I mean, I had Vegas up there. Like I had Vegas at what number five. So it's not like we're too far off here. Um, why now Stanley cups awarded every year. Right. But like why, why Vegas that high? Um, what, what was the significance for you?
1: Well, I mean, again, it kind of goes back to, uh, it's, it's real, it really was a two-parter. So the first part, when I looked at it similar to the Kraken and, and their success they had was, um, again, doing it with a lot of castaways players that, um, you know, uh, you know, just weren't They're pretty much their bottom nine lines were, or nine forwards were, were guys that other teams didn't want. Right. I mean, obviously yes, they went out and got, you know, Jack Eichel and, and Mark Stone and, and Alex Petrangelo, um, but they did it you know you have to have depth in this league to be successful and they did it with a bunch of guys that nobody else wanted and to be able to do that in a in this kind of era with an expansion team so quickly to me was i mean it was very impressive and then not only that too but they were so successful last year doing it with a bunch of goaltenders that nobody else wanted either too right so um they went through like 20 goaltenders last year Get in the playoffs. They didn't even start the the playoffs with um, you know Aiden Hill as the number one there. So again, whenever your your number two goalie comes in and basically steals the show, that's super impressive to me. I always love seeing that kind of storyline. So on a personal note, that kind of boosted Vegas a little bit higher than I had the Bruins at number three.
0: Okay, Uh yeah, I and as far as talent identification between George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon in Vegas, I don't know that there's any. Team, any two guys that are doing it better. not like I'm sure that there's other there's other people underneath them that obviously are scouting and helping but those two guys together identified so much talent whether like whether we go back with McPhee and the expansion draft and, and each year going and, and pushing and making huge trades and trying to get the best player out there available and uh, and a lot of times honestly signing signing players to pretty team friendly deals. Like, even that mm-hmm. Petrangelo deal is fantastic. Like, $8.8 million, yeah, I, I mean, it's a lot of money, but shoot, you look at, like, Leon, Dr- or, uh, uh, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on his name, on the Oilers, uh, defenseman on the Oilers. Darnell Nurse. Darnell Nurse, and you go, well, he's yeah. making $9 million bucks. Uh to compare those two guys. I mean, this is a, a two-time Stanley Cup winner now and uh, just worth every penny you paid for him, even if all you get is one Stanley Cup because he helped you get there. Uh, they, they have done a fantastic job at, at finding great talent. And at times they just go, you know what? This guy's not working. Let's get rid of him. This guy's not working. Let's get rid of him. And they, yeah, it, it kind of blew up in their face with Marc-Andre Fleury for a minute, but really... It's pretty clear they made the right choice. Like, don't like the maybe the way that it happened, but the choice, the decision to do it, they're looking back and going, F- like, F- all you guys, we made the right choice. We did what we did, what probably 25 other teams would not have done. And we won a Stanley Cup because of it. We were ruthless, even with our own guys. So be the best or go. And I mean, it's a different way to look at things. Uh, because it because it is so ruthless, and our world, I would say, is uh, is less than ruthless as far as like the public image. We don't want this ruthless public image. We want people to think that we're really like kind, nice. We 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 think about others, kind of stuff. But I don't want my sports team thinking about others. I want to win. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you know, like yes, treat the people in your organization fine. Like tell the guy, hey, we're gonna be we're gonna trade you. Uh, there's some some things i'm sure that they go back and they go we we did not intend for it to happen that way but the fact that they traded them who cares it's their right to trade them and they did and it was the right move so I, mm-hmm. I i i i would agree like tip my cap to the fact that they identified talent all throughout the league they knew their stuff and they like they know their stuff every year they make solid moves every year at the deadline and and replace the right guys it's just a very well-run organization and i wonder you know george mcphee he was the gm in washington and was fired came over to vegas and i wonder if it was easier to just start from scratch rather than having to come in you've got some old people you got some new people and you have to like kind of build that culture and and pull it away from what it used to be you know I wonder if it's just easier to just, Hey, this is year one. We're starting from scratch. You can bring exactly who you want in and you can build it up from the ground up. Um, I'm sure there's other challenges to that, but I wonder if it is, uh, it is easier in some ways to just, you get to decide how everything goes from the beginning.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And I I, I do think there is a little bit of patience that comes with that too. Right. When you, when you start from the ground up, right. So you don't have to necessarily, um you know i know they wanted to come out and be competitive from from the get-go but you had an opportunity to say you know what we're gonna we're gonna build it up the way we want to build it up and we don't have to we don't have to go out there and find jack eichel right right away right we'll wait for the right opportunity to to get the guys we want so we can build the capital then go get the pieces and, and bring these guys up the right way. But, um, you know, to me, w- when I look at Vegas, success last year, I look at guys like Nicholas Haig and Zach white that they were able to lock up term And, and essentially you, you've kept like this core six defensive group together for so long. You don't rarely ever see that. And so, um, you know, to me that, that kind of is a, a definition of, of Vegas success and why they were able to, uh, just, you know, be so good.
0: All right. I love it. Um, i will I'll say for for my list Bruins are at the top because you had the best regular season ever it's hard like it's probably i don't know that we'll see another team in the ne- like in the next twenty years to get sixty four wins again I don't know that it happens, so it's uh something that is so so rare and from a team standpoint, especially considering there were people that had them like Uh, are they going to make the playoffs? I don't know how good they're going to be. And then they were just unbelievable, (laughs) just unstoppable. Uh, That, that is, that makes it even more impressive because you know, that, like that 96 wings team, that team was absolutely unreal. That 95, 96 wings team that won 62 games, they were unstoppable and they played the right way all the time. Like that team was just impressive Yes, they lost in the playoffs. They did make it further than the Bruins, though. I think they made it to the conference finals. Conference
1: finals against the Abs.
0: And they lost to the team that ultimately won the Cup. And there's no shame in losing to probably the other best team of that era, uh, the Colorado Avalanche. Um, and, I mean, you look back, like, the Montreal Canadiens, the team that won 60 games. They were winning Stanley Cups hand over fist. The Tampa Bay Lightning, they win 60 games. They Like, they won a couple Cups. So you've got some... The, those teams were. It was almost like oh, we knew these teams were really, really good. Wow, and wow, they set a record. But the Bruins, it was like, eh, this team's not that. When's the, when are they going to slow down? Oh, they literally never slowed down well, until the playoffs. But uh, they all those teams, <laughs> all those teams that set those records, a lot of them lost anyways. But uh, just a an unexpected, unbelievable regular season.
1: Yeah, and it was impressive too because they basically had to. Um, you know, like you, you talked about all the doubters, right. And then they, they go out and they, they managed to convince David Krejci to come back for another year, uh, which I thought was just awesome to see. Um, you know, unfortunately the way they, they had to work some of their contracts, they're paying for it now because they don't have a, a, a quality number one center or even maybe a number two, depending on who you talk to. But I know um, it's so
0: unfortunate that they're sitting in first place. I know. <laughs> it's just such a struggle here in first place.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we'll see if that you know we'll see if that has you know longer term ramifications.
0: Win percentage. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um but to me the only reason I didn't put them higher than than I did at number 3 was just because looking at 2023 as a whole and this record kind of was a little tainted in my mind because they they lost in such a disappointing fashion uh similar to like you know I, I don't even know I I think that honestly when when Tampa won 62 games and they got swept by Columbus to me this this isn't as bad as that, no, because they no, went up against the Panthers bad. team that was just so I don't know, so physical, so good. But
0: and it um, was Game Seven overtime,
1: right? Exactly. But still, it, it it kind of is close to that as far as just how disappointing that is to have such a good regular season and then just to kind of oh, shit, we didn't even make it to the second round.
0: Like yep. you piss away basically. See, is it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I know that's and that's again the only reason why I probably didn't have them higher on here because if, if they had made it to the second round or the conference finals, whatever, then I probably would have bumped them up to number two and had
0: Vegas at number three. Yeah, they screwed up your bracket, so screw them. <laughs> <laughs> they screwed everybody everybody's bracket against they except really for Florida Panthers fans. They were the only ones that had them winning. Um, all right, well, there's our top 10 2023 moments. Um, looking forward to 2024 now. Um Things are already uh, already rolling. Next week, we'll uh, we'll dive into you know what's actually happening around the league and um, get into some of that. Start, we're 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 close to like we're starting to churn. Like this is when the rumors start to come out after Christmas. After that's all done, we're thirty five games in. We're almost to the halfway point, and this is really where the trade rumors pick up. Um, we'll have our our ear to the ground, and uh, and we'll we'll talk all trade rumors and everything going on throughout the league. And until then, have a happy new year. Justin, any final thoughts?
1: Oh, boy. I'm just excited for a better 2024 for, um, well, let's just say for for Toronto and Detroit. We'll just put it that way.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, that would mean the Leafs win at least two series. So I'll take it.
1: That's okay with <laughs> me as long what... as the Red Wings get in.
0: Okay. All right. All right. That'll be fun. And yeah, honestly, the the best case scenario in my mind is in 2024 Leafs wings play each other in the first round. It's not looking likely right now, uh, because the wings probably won't make the playoffs and the Leafs are probably not getting to that number one seed anymore. They were like, they were starting to creep. They were getting close. I think they were like two or three points back of the Bruins. And then, uh, and then Ilya Samsonov decided to become a complete head case. And now the Leafs just can't win. So, um, put on waivers I wouldn't count him out yet though Can't wait. I
1: wouldn't count him out yet
0: put on waivers yeah we'll see we'll see if he uh if he can avoid the Jack Campbell curse which is go down to the miners and be worse than you were in the NHL <laughs> at least Samsonov Samsonov's only like what is he he's he's not paid 25? nearly well i was just, i just mean in terms of his salary cap ramifications for the leafs compared to Jack Campbell you know he's got Oh gosh, where is he? at? Two point four million uh, is is much easier to deal with than the six million. That, well, he's a UFA; uh, they yeah, can
1: yeah. cut him loose after right, this season. Right,
0: exactly. So yeah. it's not a big. D- I guess he. I guess sorry, his cap hit is three point five five, but uh, right now it's two point four because they buried a lot of it. So um, my guess is that he will be back. This is this is temporary. They they kind of like. Yeah, Martin Martin Jones has been pretty good, so you don't you're not desperate for the one goalie, but you need two goalies when you have Martin Jones as your other goalie. And uh, I believe it's Dennis Hildeby getting the start tonight against the LA Kings. So we'll see how that goes.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show. Find us on Twitter or X at OT Hockey Talk uh, and Instagram at OT Hockey Talk. I will actually post that video of me and the leafs getting austin matthews in the lottery because it is pretty funny so look for that on there and we'll talk to you guys very soon take it easy